Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of my newest book in the trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories showing us our challenges are not simply economic, political, or societal, just a spiritual disconnect from our true being or soul wisdom and the laws of universal energy and source. I am delighted to welcome Zen Honeycutt, Executive Director of Moms Across America, on how to ensure our food is free of contaminants. Hello, Zen, and thank you for joining us on Healing From Within today. Oh, thank you for having me, Cheryl, and thank you to all your listeners. I really appreciate being with you. Thank you. Zen, as listeners of Healing From Within are well aware over the years, my guests and I share intimate experiences and insights as we try to improve the quality of health, emotional balance, and a greater awareness of how energy and all aspects of physical and energetic life work to help us in our personal and collective world growth. The more knowledge we gather about human challenges, the more we are able to find solutions to improve the quality of life. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Zen Honeycutt will share how to ensure our food is free from contaminants as the world population has soared Water and food sources must be protected and improved. Zen, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that may have shown them or others around them the interests, work, and goals they might pursue as an, as an adult. For I feel within the child is already the blueprint or life plan they came into this world to pursue. So think mm. back to an earlier time in your life and how it all began for you. Well, I love that question because I often share that uh, because when I was a child, my mom thought I should be a writer, and mm. my father thought I should be a lawyer. <laughs> I wanted to be a sci- and I wanted to be a scientist, but my math skills were not fabulous. I had a very cranky math teacher who did not make uh, math super fun, so I didn't put a lot of energy into that. And I thought because my math skills weren't great, I could not be a scientist. So I prevented myself from going in that direction. And instead, I went into the direction of art and creativity and became a designer and all of that. But I feel like now I am using uh, my creative training to actually utilize the science, the law, and my writing through my work. So I, I really do feel like I am fulfilling upon what I wanted to do as a child and what my skills were, you know, presented themselves to be as a child. And I'm thrilled to be doing this work that I do, even though the topics are very difficult, very challenging. I feel like this is what I'm here and meant to do. You know, that's a great story. And, you know, I always have synchronicity with my wonderful guests. And when I was younger, uh, there was a brief moment I thought I would write when I was in junior mm-hmm. high school. And then mm-hmm. I thought I would be an attorney. But then I realized I was a little too sensitive and I loved truth and justice and could only tell the truth. And lawyers had <laughs> a, they had a sort of backward way of getting out their information. And I said, no, I don't think I would be very good at that. Uh, 
but like you, you see, we had the intention to share knowledge with people and to help yes, them. Absolutely. And, and, absolutely. and we're healers, and, and we came in with that within us. And one way or another, we found our way. So I love that story. <laughs> That's Thank great. You. Now, how did, <laughs> how did you get involved with the problem of contaminants in our food supply? Well, my children were sick, like many, you know, millions of parents across the country. My children had life-threatening food allergies. Later on, one developed autism symptoms, one had asthma symptoms, autoimmune issues. Mm. And my husband and I were struggling because and confused. We didn't know why this was happening. We didn't have those health issues as children. It didn't seem like it was genetic to us. So uh, we were really struggling with what to do about this. When I learned about GMOs, from Robin O'Brien from a a social media sharing and um, Jeffrey Smith's movie Genetic Roulette, I knew my, you know, my motherly intuition was that this had something to do with my children's health issues because the food had changed. You know, it was clear to me that the food was different from what it was when I was a child and that my children were reacting to food, you know, after eating water with melon or milk or cheese, you know, my kids would break out in rashes. Mm. And I thought, something is going on here. It wasn't like this when I was a kid, right? So I learned more about GMOs and and realized that people needed to know that GMOs needed to be labeled. So I got involved. My first step was like handing out flyers at a farmer's market about GMOs. Yeah, that's glyphosate herbicide. Glyphosate. Right, that are being sprayed on our food, on all the food crops Mm -hmm. every year. And they contain, we know, heavy metals such as arsenic. I guess we need more food because there's more of a population now. And they want to grow it faster and bigger and better like what you get in some of the uh, big stores, the big chain stores. When you go and you the stuff is so huge. <laughs> All right. But yes. let, me, let me tell you something else that you might consider in our listening audience. I was sick as a child quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of stomach virus, rashes, allergies, uh, and it's also because many sensitive children who are uh, sensitive to changes in energy around them, um, just are sensitive to more foods, even before we had this problem. And my children also uh, had many issues, uh, so... We're dealing with two things here, the food supply, and we're dealing with an evolving uh, group of humanity growing more and more spiritually uh, aware and um, Mm -hmm. moving towards a higher version of ourselves energetically. So we have to work with both aspects of this in order to be healthier and uh, find boundaries so we can limit the food that's we're ingesting that might hurt us and also being uh, in places that might hurt us because we're so sensitive to it. So let's go on to, you say parents in these challenging times have enough to worry about. Uh, so let's begin with baby food and how the FDA and EPA are not preventing this situation and what we can do personally and collectively to stop these uh, GMOs, which are being uh, rampant 
for the culture. Yes, yeah. So recently there was some testing actually by Healthy Baby uh, Bright Future that showed that baby food is contaminated with uh, lead, arsenic, heavy metals, cadmium. Um, We also know that GMOs have been allowed in the food supply and therefore in baby food. And in addition, pesticides, you know, toxic chemicals like glyphosate herbicides that you mentioned earlier, which are, uh, which is the main component in Roundup and Ranger Pro. These are weed killers, right? That they are Mm. spraying not just on GMOs, but they're spraying them on wheat and grains and barley, rice, things like that as a drying agent before harvest. So our children are being exposed to toxins and GMOs and heavy metals at unprecedented levels. And we are extremely concerned because baby food uh, is, is, of course, given to babies which are not fully developed. Their livers and their kidneys are not fully grown. A, a child doesn't even yeah. have kneecaps until they're three years old, right? So their internal organs are not fully formed either, and therefore mm. their bodies cannot detox the way that an adult can. So the USDA and the FDA are failing to actually regulate. Um, and the doctors to... also don't mm-hmm. they know any of this? Mm-hmm. The doctors. Well, some some doctors do, some don't. Most doctors do not study very nutrition. much nutrition at all. Right. At all, and and there are actually doctors who have told cancer patients, "Yeah, the food has nothing to do with it. Eat what you want." You know, and and just make sure to get this chemo or or radiation. Well, that's you know, not like right. That. We know many that. As yeah, a, many doctors. As holistic healers, we know that's not right. Uh, but uh, yeah. I know I did some research on this because this is a very new topic for me and a very important topic. Uh, I know avoiding rice is at the top of the list because it has extremely high concentrations of inorganic arsenic. And mm-hmm. I remember as a young mother giving my children rice cereal, you know? Well, that might have been fine then. That might have been fine then. The food has changed. It's different now. They started using toxic chemicals in the food supply, you know, in some areas back in the 1940s or 50s after World War II. But the majority of glyphosate, for instance, has been used um, in the past 10 years. Over oh. 70% of all, of all the glyphosate that's ever been used has been used in the past 10 years. And Roundup, which is why the glyphosate-based herbicide... But why is that? Has, it has, it, wait, hang on a second. So Roundup contains arsenic. I just want to loop it back to what you said about arsenic. And so they're using so much of this Roundup, to answer your question, um, in the past 10 years be, for two reasons. One is because the weeds have developed a, a resistance. Now, this is an herbicide where they spray the entire crop, but the crop doesn't die, the weeds do, right? Because the crop has yeah. been genetically engineered to be resistant to Roundup. The other reason is because the, um, but but however, those weeds are developing a resistance, right? So instead of spraying once, these farmers are spraying four or five times. The other reason is because they're spraying crops as a drying agent, like wheat and peas and legumes and beans and barley. So they're using this chemical now to spray an entire crop that's not GMO, but just to dry it out so they can harvest it all at once. And that practice started in about 2012. So over the past 10 years, 12 years or so, a huge amount of glyphosate herbicides that was never being used in our food supply before was suddenly being used. And that's why it's contaminating everything from uh, breast milk to tampons, you know, cotton is used, used in mm-hmm. cotton products to crackers and peas, and, you know, beans and, and um, 
let's see, beer and wine and vaccines and like everything that is it uses any type of agriculture product from animals that eat the grains. It goes into their Mm. their uh, their body and if those parts are used in anything else right it's going to be contaminated yes if there's a you know grains or barley or beer or anything like that it's going to be contaminated so we're seeing uh, a huge amount of contamination of glyphosate herbicides and that's been happening just recent most recently because the fda allows it the fda has been told by the companies that this product is safe mm. Well, I read that one in five baby foods tested had over 10 times the limit of lead endorsed by public health advocates. How are we going to feed the babies uh, pureed organic foods? So we have to stop with baby food in jars? Well, the best thing to do, I mean, besides short of growing it yourself, right, is, is is to make sure to use foods that are not that likely to be contaminated with lead. For instance, I believe the article suggests to have, uh, you know, things like bananas or avocados or, you know, other types of foods that are not going to be contaminated with those types of, you know, toxic metals. So you can choose other foods. Mm. And where can you get a list of these foods? That's in the article on uh, Healthy Babies, Bright Future. If you type in contaminated baby food, mm, okay. you can find a list of those, you know, alternative foods. Like, for instance, we would suggest organic oats instead of rice cereal for a baby, right? And and the reason why you need organic oats is because if you don't choose organic oats, they're going to be oats that are likely sprayed with glyphosate as a drying agent. So you may not be getting the arsenic, I mean, the uh, sorry, the heavy metals, but you may be getting the glyphosate. So that's the that's the problem. Well, you, if, you, if it's, you go on. If it's sprayed, if it's sprayed with Roundup, you know, glyphosate-based herbicides, you're likely going to be getting both because Seralini, a French scientist, has found that the um, the adjuvants, the inerts, the other ingredients, right, the co-formulants, contain arsenic in in Roundup. So we believe that's one reason why there are high levels of arsenic and heavy metals in our food supply. It's because so much Roundup is being used. Well, it's affecting adults too. That's why we have an epidemic of cancer. Yes, it's affecting us Part all. Part of the reason. Yes. Yeah, it's a major contributing factor. Yeah, one out of two males and one out of three females are now expected to get cancer in America today, and we're spraying a carcinogen on our food supply. Mm. It doesn't seem to make sense. <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense, but it comes down yeah. to greed and corporations and governments wanting to make money. So we've got to change that. Now, the good news, you say, is that we can make changes in our own life and influence the way our food is grown with every forkful (laughs) we eat. And since women make 90% of the household purchases, so we can control the consumer purchasing power, not the corporations. we got to think about that. The chemical companies only have the money they have because we give it to them when we buy food yeah. grown with chemicals. So this needs to be, we need a big educational plan to let the mothers and the families know how to go about this so we can improve this. And it hasn't been yeah. going on that long as you say, so there's time to do this. 
Yeah, well, the time is now because, right. you know, every bite of food that we eat, it, you know, could lead to endocrine disruption, you know, liver or kidney problems, cancer. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a long-term issue, but every bite adds to the problem. So we want to make sure to educate people and empower them to switch to organic as much as possible. And the first step in that is just looking at the foods that you eat the most often. For instance, breads and cereals. And if you drink if you drink milk or whatever type of beverage you drink, if it's almond milk or regular milk or soy milk, you want to make sure those are organic because those are going to be the ways in which you ingest the most glyphosate or GMOs. And, uh, and, and, you know, then we continue to take matters into our own hands. As moms across America, we continue to raise awareness about eat the benefits of organic and eating organic. But we also want to influence the food manufacturers to do the right thing because not everybody can afford organic, right? So we want the people, who, if they're not going to be able to afford organic, to at least not be being poisoned, right? So mm-hmm. we have developed the Moms Across America Gold Standard, and it is a gold standard list of all the things that moms most want. And we divide them up into three tiers, three, four, and five gold stars. And uh, in the, the first tier, the, the, the food has to basically just not be, not contain toxic synthetic chemicals like red food dyes and carrageenan, you know, those basic preservatives and toxic chemicals. It also needs to be organic and glyphosate tested because glyphosate is the most widely used herbicide in the world. And currently right now, organic does not test for glyphosate contamination. So we want to include that. In the third, second tier, the four gold stars, the product would also need to be non-GMO project verified, which means they actually test for GMO contamination. In addition, it would need to be humanely raised if there's animal products. Mm. And, um, yeah, and uh, in the fifth gold star, oh, and also it would need to be uh, heavy metal tested. And in the, for the five gold stars, that's the third tier, the, pro- the food company would need to have um, fair, use fair trade and fair practices you know, we want the, the laborers to be treated fairly. Uh, also, they would need to have eco-friendly or low to no impact packaging, meaning, for goodness sakes, let's get rid of some of the plastic, you know, or oh, as much yeah. of the plastic as we plastic. on the planet, right? <laughs> yeah. We're choking on that. Yes. And then the final, the final requirement is to support regenerative agriculture or biodynamic agriculture because that's what draws down carbon in the soil and can prevent climate change, can, you know, help reverse climate change. So this this list is extremely comprehensive. It's the most complicated and, you know, demanding list out there. But, you know, we moms have a high bar because our children's lives are at stake. Their future is at stake. Yes, absolutely. So we, yeah. so we want manufacturers to use this list as a guiding, like a bar, you know, like to, a bar to, to keep raising the bar in themselves and continue to strive to make products that are not only good for our families but good for the planet as well. Excellent. That's the direction that we all need to go in. Now, speaking tours have taken you to Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Switzerland, China, Maui, France, all all over, and across mainland mm-hmm. America. Where do you think, or what countries are dealing more effectively with these issues, and which are not doing so well? Well, Europe seems to be doing an, a very good job in some countries, like um, Austria banned glyphosate a long time ago. France is in the process of banning glyphosate, and Germany, I believe, as well. And many areas in France and Germany and, and particular parts of Europe, 
when I went to visit, for instance, say Switzerland, I could eat bread and cheese, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They certainly served it, right? If I chose to have it, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. I wouldn't get the rashes that I normally get in the United States, like the, the brain fog, the rashes, the irritability. The food there is just different. It's not contaminated with glyphosate and other toxin chemicals as much as in the U.S., in many countries, well, they don't even use GMOs. You know, it's, you it's know very what? different there. Maybe it's because those countries are smaller and they do not have to provide mm-hmm. as much food. And maybe that's one reason they're able to do well, a better job. They're also they're structured differently, too. For instance, Spain, 70% of the food that, that serves you know, their population comes from small family farms. So they, their civilization is older, right, and built yes. around small family farms. And so they have, I mean, and when you do a, an overview of France, if you look, you know, if you do, do a Google Zoom, you pick an address, you know, Marseille, Toulouse, the southern France, all you see is farms everywhere. Mm. There's, a, there's a lot more farming that makes the food available to their people, so it's fresher, it's lo- more local, Right in the United States, we we have very high density population cities, and the farms are much further away. Yeah, so it's, it is a different structure. Yeah. So what is it we have to go back to here in the United States? Small family farms. We need to. We need to. These these giant monolith farms. You know, these mono, monopolies. These ten thousand acre, twenty thousand acre farms are uh, really just depleting the soil and and. It, it's just making the soil toxic by spraying glyphosate and growing only one crop, you know, just growing thousands and thousands mm. of acres of corn. is That's not the way Mother Nature works, right? Mother Nature is diverse. She has prairie fields filled with, you know, alfalfa and, and different types of grasses and clover and flowers and trees and shrubs and yeah. All of those different vegetate, you know, types of vegetation, herbs, and and all of that. They, they I haven't put, thought put about this in the soil. Yeah, I haven't thought about this before in this way. But the truth is, as we've moved spiritually away from our beginning uh, connection to the planet, to the earth, uh, to living in smaller communities, uh, to industrialization and uh, the abuses of social media Mm -hmm. and everything that's happened, we have lost a part of our inner value for life and its simplicity. And what you're talking about is regaining that. And in my new book, I talk about that also. It's the only way to remember who we are, where we come from, and how to grow and live a prosperous but a purposeful life and a healthy life. Yeah. So I thank yeah. you for that. Uh, that that was very very well said. Now, if we go to, um, there are other ways to protect our environment and the toxicity that we're seeing. Uh, you know, people have many habits that they're using in their own homes, like they don't wear their shoes in the house, so they're not bringing in the dirt, the pesticides, the bacteria, the germs. Are there any other uh, suggestions you could make for living in your own home in a healthier way? Absolutely. One of them is to get hardwired. We are subjecting ourselves to electromagnetic frequencies, you know, radio or otherwise called microwave radiation or radio frequency radiation 
from our electronic devices and this new 5G that's being installed all across the country right now. It comes with 4G, and it's a, a dense deployment. So that means it's very closely situated to our homes and in our neighborhoods, every 500 feet and, and sometimes 15 feet from our homes. And inside of our homes, even regardless of the, the new 5G, it's for, for smart cities, like right? this grid, that they, this network that they want to have that everybody can talk to each other. Um, I'm not so too keen it, on that, you know. Yeah, not, not great about that. That's not great. And in addition to that, um, the, the uh, electronic devices in our homes are radiating a huge amount of um, radio frequency radiation. For instance, when I, when I took my kid's phone and they were playing a video, they, the, the radiation that was coming out of it was 2.5 million, I believe it's called microwatts, uh, you know, and, and over a thousand is considered dangerous. It was 2.5 million coming out of my kid's phone. That that oh. maxed out the meter. The meter so what did you do? go any higher. So what did you do? Well, we hardwired. So we got cords. They're called shielded Ethernet cords and the adapters for their phones. And we got these little, you know, hardwired, you know, boxes and stuff. And you plug it into the router. And now they use their phones hardwired. And I use my, right now I'm talking to a phone that's hardwired and my cell phone is hardwired. And that brings the radiation down to like two instead of, Instead of usually, if I'm on my phone talking like this, it'll be maybe 354,000 microwatts, but now it's down to two. All right. So we need to do that all across the country. People need to get hardwired and reduce the amount of electromagnetic frequencies that you're exposing yourself to on a daily basis, because it affects your sleep. It gives you tinnitus, headaches, long term. It can give you cancer. I mean, there's just so many negative things about yeah. electromagnetic frequencies in your home that you, we could talk about that for hours. But that, that's one of the things. Eat organic, get hardwired, get outside and put your feet in the dirt, in the ground. It's called grounding. Get into nature. Mm. You, you've got to get some sunlight every day. You've got to get out to, into nature. And, um, and yes, like you're saying, get connected to whatever that is for you that's spirituality whether it's praying or meditating yes. or mm-hmm. making art or dancing or singing whatever i mean especially now these are very stressful times you need yes. to take be very proactive in carving out time to create joy and to create um you know freedom and peace of mind you need to actively create it we cannot just expect to turn on the TV or a media, you know, some form of media and, and be entertained and have that bring us peace of mind. No, it's not. You it's need to not be the way. No, no, no. The way, the way is everything you have just described in this show is the way to realizing yeah. our true potential as soul beings yeah. having a physical life to improve ourselves and the planet, to love and to bring greater compassion to ourselves and to everybody else we interconnect with. And you've really laid out the whole holistic plan for a return to living well in a time of um, so many stresses, fears. Yes. And, and, yep. and, and I, yep. I, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you, Zen Honeycuff, for discussing the most important approach to caring for ourselves, our children, and family, my, knowing more about the contaminants and our food and other things in our life, all the things we're mm-hmm. dealing with at this time that's in our everyday food source, our water, uh, our, our farming, uh, how to return to the earth and nature and to being at peace with ourselves and, and well-being and to 
make selections that can better protect us from all kinds of harmful toxins. For more information, go to Zen Honeycut. That's with two T's. Honeycut C U T T dot com or MomsAcrossAmerica.org. In summarizing today's episode, we have taken the time to remember that to protect our health, it is important to provide for ourselves and our families food and water and be in environments that try to eliminate the toxic metals that have become so prevalent in providing enough crops to sustain the large worldwide populations. We must aim to reduce as many contaminants as possible and work to help others become knowledgeable about practices and the selection of food and other things that will benefit us on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level so we'll have the best quality of health possible. Zen and I would have you know, whatever challenges we are facing in regard to viruses or contaminants in our food, we do not want you to fear any of it, but hope we can educate ourselves to the best of our ability and make the best choices to assist in a healthier quality of life. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, author of A New Life Awaits, and invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the fields of health, spirituality, science, medicine, and the arts and music as we share ways to know ourselves better, and to improve our personal and collective life journey. Shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you.